What's up, ladies and gentlemen? It's yours truly, Michael here, your host of the Air Raid Attack podcast here on the Unhinged Sports Network as we're way beyond the halfway point of your work week. And hopefully your week is going well. I know here where I'm at, here in the great state of Oklahoma and practically a diehard, uh, literally the literally the center of this great country, Oklahoma City, I've been pretty busy. But nonetheless, I'm here for the next hour talking sports with you. Not much on the agenda because it's the first time and I don't know even know how long that I'm actually going solo today. That's right. It is solo, but it gives me enough time to kind of talk uh, about a few things that came up. Again, nothing major uh, going on, of course. The NFL draft coming up, we'll kind of talk about slightly about the Denver Broncos and what they should be doing. I'll go over Oklahoma City Thunder, the new hire of the women's basketball for the OU Sooners real briefly. The New York Yankees, you know, still early in the season, a lot of baseball still to play. But what we do know is Garrett Cole is the ace and everyone else. Well, it's not a uh, not a good look if you're the Yankees uh, in the pinstripes, in the, in the rotation. That is so much more here on the Unhint Sports Network. That's what you're listening to, and welcome. It's, it's a wonderful journey, and like I said, I'm solo today, so... Uh, <laughs> buckle in it's gonna be fun but nonetheless how can you find the show air raid underscore podcast on twitter my personal on air with mike the um the unhinged sports network is at network unhinged catch them on the unhinged sn.com you can listen to me or other podcasts such as the J-Dash Morning Show, the Far End of the Bench podcast, the Time to BS podcast, High Low Sports podcast, and the Insert Name FC podcast, and so, so, so many more. While you're at it, check out the merchandise on the unhinged as in podcast.com. Um, check them out. Check the merchandise out. Get your favorite podcast gear and rep them. Heck, I'm going to be honest with you. I would love to see you guys purchase merchandise of your favorite podcast, whether it's the Air Raid, whether it's the J-Dash, whether it's the High-Low, uh, high whether it's the Far End of the Bitch, whatever it might be. Send a picture. Tag us. Hashtag Air Raid underscore podcast, or hashtag Air Raid attack podcast. I'm thinking of the actual handle, but... Um, Nonetheless, it's going to be a good show. Anyway, so we're talking here, right? And, um, you know, of course, uh, so much going on. And you got uh, the draft, OTAs, you know, the Broncos players are, you know, already in the process of skipping the OTAs due to COVID-19. Got some, you know, some heat from it, from some people, some more supportive. You know, it depends on your personal stance. You got Oklahoma football spring, but let's talk Denver, you know, and and if you follow me on Twitter and if you're currently listening, whether it's live here on the Unhinged Sports Network, one of the uh, the encore presentations throughout the week, whether you're listening to us on iTunes or Google, whatever the case may be, and you follow me on Twitter, you might have saw the tweet that I posted was Drew Locke. A lot of people are actually gave me some heat in regards to Drew Locke. And a lot of people said, well, dude, give it up. This guy is worthless. This guy is whatever the case may be. And rightfully so. You may, you know, I respect everyone's opinions. And rightfully so. Um, the issue that I have is, is we look at back at 2020. And, you know, 2019, he played five games. The season was already over. At that point, it was time to see what can Drew Locke even bring to the table. Seriously, that's what it was. 
You were already out of the playoff contention. You go five, you know, you got five games left. It doesn't make a difference. If you go 0 and 5, 2 and 3, 1 and 4, 3 and 2, 4 and 1, 5 and 0. It just doesn't. Because at that point, you got to see what do you have in this kid. Now, is it a fair adjustment for the five games? Absolutely not. But at least you know what you got in Drew Locke. At least to work with come 2020. So fast forward to 2020. Of course, we got COVID hit. So now you're limited, no practices, so on and so forth. Everything literally changed. The whole sports world. Let's just be honest. There's more important things than just sports. The world, the life that we currently live in, everything is changed. And it depends on where you're listening from, whether it's whether you're listening, <clears throat> excuse me, whether you're listening in Oklahoma, the United States, I got listeners in Canada, down in Mexico, I got uh, Iraq, I got across the Middle East. It doesn't matter. Every country has been impacted some sort or matter by COVID-19. So we all know that our personal life has changed, whether it's you got to wear a mask, regardless of where you go. You might have to social distance. You might have to stay away from somebody, suppose, you know, from six feet away or schools or jobs. You're working from home still. I know a lot of people are still working from home and they were almost two years into this thing. It doesn't matter. So a quarter, you know, so we're looking at Drew Locke here. And every player, you know, now we're hitting the, the Vaughn Miller now. He's out for the season. Literally the last the last play of the final practice before the season hits, kicks off. He's hurt. Portland Sutton's out. You got players coming out saying, well, I don't want to play. Jawan James, me personally, cut him. But it is what it is. The offensive line still became an issue. We weren't for sure what Garrett Bowles can bring to the table come 2020. You just got you just signed Melvin Gordon. Can he bring what can he bring? You got Philip Lindsay who dealt with injuries throughout the week. Or throughout the year, I should say. Or a week, depends on how you look at it. The defensive side was constantly out there. Drew Locke was injury prone. They swapped the quarterbacks like it was nothing. So my take before I give you who I think the Broncos should look at who they should consider, is you've got to give Drew Locke another year, full year. Can he stay healthy? I don't know. Hopefully he can for his own sake. Hopefully he can. If he can stay healthy, if this offense can stay healthy, if this offensive line can can can, can, can continue to improve, don't know why I was stuttering there, but I was. If they can improve, Garrett Bowles, Bowles continues to improve off of a phenomenal, phenomenal season. Of course, he just got linked to an extension. If Bowles can continue to improve, if Reisner can continue to, uh, to get better, he's a phenomenal player. But if he can continue, of course, um, coming in as a rookie practically as well. If Lloyd Cushenberry. The rookie out of LSU, the center, if he can continue to to be what we believe in Broncos country, he can be. Jawan James, I I don't know what to tell you with that. My personal opinion, we let him go, cut him, give him his dues, and and let's get out. But you look at it, of course, Elijah Wilkinson, I believe he moved on. Um, Glasgow, if he can continue to what we know what he can do. The right tackle is the biggest issue. The offensive line's good. They're young. They're talented. I still continue to say 
I know a lot of people's talking defense. I know a lot of people's talking quarterback. If I personally, if I'm Denver and I had the option of trading up, Swell is my target. Regardless if he can play right tackle or not, he's my target. You got to get Drew Locke some, some blocks, some protection. Not going to tell you it's going to be 100% correct. But who do I personally think? Well, depends on what source you're going after. Me personally, I'm not 100% sold on Drew Locke. I think he can get the job done with a 100% healthy offense. Who he can, who he has, will in, in receiving Judy, Patrick, Sutton, Fant, Hamler, Deshaun Hamilton at times can play. Heck, I wouldn't mind seeing Devontae Smith. But you got healthy receivers. Melvin Gordon, Mike Boone, the, the recent acquired running back from Minnesota. They, they have a running game that can run. That's going to open up a lot for Drew. Give him 100% healthy, healthy offense. And I get before you say, well, that's you can't predict and you can't foresee if he's well, – that's his truth. Injuries is a part of the game. If you can give me a healthy Drew Locke at best, let's see what he can do. The defense, I thought, improved by getting Derby, by getting Fuller. Excellent moves. I'll give you my top pick, who I think, uh, after I announce who I think they should consider, who should they should look at, and here's my final pick. But here we go. A lot of people think, you know, and again, as I mentioned, right tackle. Who can play right tackle? He can play both. Tackles Jalen Mayfield, Michigan. Is he a top 10 pick? In your opinion, it probably could be. However, if I'm Denver, to avoid to avoid paying Mayfield the number nine pick slot money, trade him down. Trade down. I don't know. Go 19, go 20, go 18. Mill of the pack. Pick him up. Because here's why. Drew Locke already has weapons. If you can get Mayfield, a Big Ten Conference player, phenomenal player at Michigan, you now have two bookend tackles. You got balls on left, and you'll have Jalen Mayfield on the right. Again, you're still young on the offensive line. Obviously, let's be honest. Obviously, Jawan James doesn't want to play football. He doesn't. He's using whatever his tactic is, and he's going to get what his money is, and he's, that's it. I'm not 100% sure if he's going to play this year. I don't think he's even made an announcement. But Jalen Mayfield is a perfect pick because you fit the right tackle spot. You give Drew Locke uh, more protection. You build or you continue to build around your quarterback. Now, of course, you want to have your people. And then Twitter on air with Mike, I put, I made a tweet with a gif of Drew Locke. And someone says, really, or gotta. I talked about how you gotta continue to build around him. You gotta 
continue to 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 be dealt, you know, to work with them to have him your quarterback. Now for all the Broncos country people that want to have quarterbacks in um, in Denver, let's go with your your realistic option is Trey Lance from North Dakota State. Why a quarterback? Personally, give Drew Locke competition. I mean, that's really when it boils down to. Give, give Drew Locke competition. If you want to consider another one, go Justin Fields, the Ohio, the, uh, Ohio State quarterback. I mean, obviously, I thought the Panthers at one point in time was going to get him, get a pick a quarterback, whether it's Trey Lance or Mac Jones or Justin Fields. But obviously, that's a no-go when they traded for Sam Donald with the New York Jets. I mean, it's a fair question. It's a fair answer, I should say, that Drew Locke hasn't done enough to secure the starting job. The question is, is Phil's talent too good to pass up? I, If you listen to the Time to BS podcast, which is another podcast on here on the Unhand Sports Network, um, the host, uh, Dan and I, we mentioned, we've talked about in previous shows, I'm sure... If you look at the description of one of his shows, um, you can find it. But my personal opinion on Ohio State quarterbacks is just like, for the most part, for Oklahoma, for the exception of Baker and Kyler and and Jalen Hurts, is they don't pan out too well. Dwayne Haskins, where is he? Terrell Pryor went quarterback, went wide receiver. Cardale Jones went XFL, and that was it. Well, I thought we looked out of shape. He played phenomenal football in the XFL with, I believe, DC. Uh, that was about it. I thought he played one good game of football, and that was it. That's my personal opinion. One good game of football for Cardell, and that was it. But if you want to continue, now, an interesting one. Um, it, it is what a lot of what I'm hearing now is Trey Lance is he's a day one he's could be a potentially day one starter. I think he's better than what Carson Wentz was at North Dakota State. A lot of people's comparing Trey Lance to a potential Patrick Mahomes, to a potential oh I don't know um Lord um. I think you know not maybe so much of a Carson Wentz, but I think he I think he's more faster, but he can run. Don't think he can't. He can run. Denver has weapons. But the interesting one is uh is Mac Jones of Alabama. And here's why. Pat Shermer's connections to Alabama's pro-style staff could potentially leave Denver in the mix to drafting Jones to be potentially their franchise quarterback. And, you know, I saw Mac play in Alabama. Alabama's team last year was dangerously good. Probably the best uh, best Nick Saban football team in forever. That team was good. That team was better than LSU's 19 team, 2019. But overall, that team 
was good. So put it this way, why would I have Mac jo Jones, if, if Justin Fields is there, why would I pick Mac Jones over Justin Fields? Mac Jones, a one season starter, backed up Tua Tagovailoa, uh, was a third stringer when Jalen Hurts was there. Why would I pick that? Great high quarterback, highly recruited. Now all of a sudden, He's a one-hit wonder at Alabama. Talent built around him with Waddle and Devontae Smith. It makes no sense. But You look at it, I think they did see a lot in Jones in person. Of course, when they scouted Jerry Judy, I think it's an option. I don't see it happening, but it's an option. Now, going on to my two picks, who do I think – Personally, uh, I would love to see in Denver who I think they're going to go with in Denver. Uh, first and foremost is Micaiah Parsons, the inside linebacker out of Penn State. Here's why. More than likely, you're going to have the top five quarterbacks off the board. And that's going to be your Trey Lance, your Zach Wilson, your uh, Trevor Lawrence, your Justin Fields, potentially Mac Jones. You're going to have your five quarterbacks off the board. So at that rate, at number nine for Denver, even if you wanted to go quarterback, those chances are now done. So now you have an immediate need that they need to go and continue to build. George Pitt has done a phenomenal job with Denver's offseason. You continue to fill and build the need of the team. Now, who do I think is probably going to be the more logic answer is Micaiah Parsons. He starts out at one of the linebacker positions in week one. His athletic frame presents a humongous nightmare for teams looking to run off Denver's defense. He's quick to the edge. He's a pass rusher. He fits the Vic Vangino defense. Obviously, like I mentioned, they've already upgraded their corners when they when they signed Kyle Fuller from Chicago, Ronald Darby from Washington. You've got to improve the linebacker group. Parsons is easily a every down player. However, I know Dan mentioned this on time to BS once. He's got character some I should say some character questions which I you know I'll say I'm not in Big Ten country but I was unaware of that so can they it work with them if, if on the on the character issues that they, he may have I think he could I think the defense needs to get some help. Parsons, like I mentioned, is going to be a huge upgrade in the inside linebacker position. Why? Well, I mean, why not? He can also rush off the passer on third downs. He's honestly, in my opinion, best off the ball backer in this class. Just imagine. Just imagine. Parsons, 
Chubb, and Vaughn. On top of your corners that you got, Simmons at safety, Shelby Harris on the line, Dramont Jones off the line. This list goes on and on. Now, at the end of the day, here's my selection on who they should draft. None other than corner from Alabama, Patrick Sherstan, the second. Why? It's simple. He's the most polished player in this class. Yes, he's they signed Darby. Yes, they signed Fuller. I get it. However, you look at 2022. So you're looking at the 2022 offseason. Bryce Callahan's contract expires and Kyle, Kyle Fuller signed a one-year deal. So, next year, you're already back at the need again at corner. So, who do I think is the most logic? Well, my honest opinion, and who I'm going to go with, is Patrick Sertan from Alabama. That's who I think, of course. Let me know what you're thinking. Air Raid underscore podcast on Twitter. Hashtag Air Raid Attack Podcast. That's simple. Join the show. So, speaking of joining the show, on, so, kind of in between topics here. On the 28th of April, uh, it's going to be an honor to have um, a special guest on the 28th. So, of course, I'll be in Arizona um, from April 30th to May 4th. I'll be back in Oklahoma City, the 4th, but um, the show will be ready to go for the 6th of that week. So the 6th of May, it will be a premiere show with Derek Youngblood. He is the athletic director at Barnwell High School in South Carolina, will be our special guest on May the 6th. So make sure you stay tuned and uh, you don't want to miss that one. Uh, it's going to be a great, great show um, with with Coach Youngblood, uh, the athletic director of Barnwell High School in South Carolina. Looking forward to talking uh, football. I'm sure we'll be talking life and, and whatever else may come our way. I may pick his brain on uh, Shane Beamer, the head coach that uh, recently got hired by the University of South Carolina, the former Oklahoma Sooner special team uh, coach down here in Norman. So uh, looking forward to that. Um, so we'll, see, we'll we'll go from there. But again, um, next week is going to be a regular, uh, regular week uh, on Thursday, uh, live premiere on Thursday. Of course, uh, the episode drops immediately after the show is aired. Yeah, maybe not necessarily immediately, but it drops on Friday nights, uh, Friday mornings, I should say, straight at midnight. On Friday mornings, the uh, new episode drops on all your major platforms and on Stadium TV. And then um, the next week, like I mentioned, regular. Then the week after, it's a two-recording podcast. Uh, looking forward to that. I mentioned on the 28th, and then, of course, record on the 27th. And then the uh, following week, I'll be out of town in Arizona. So nothing will be going on that week. But um, following that week, um, of course, in May, um, hoping to have two big-time guests. But right now, we're in the works of that. So uh, stay in tune for that. But in the meantime, um, it's going to be fun. The best is yet to come. Again, uh, listen to uh, the Array Attack on the Unhinged Sports Network, unhingedsn.com, at Network Unhinged on 
Twitter. Uh, not just listen to me, but man, we got talent up the wazoo um, on that network. Boy, far into the bench, Gerdan Gowerly, um, JS Show, Time to BS, High Low. Um, I mean, the list, honestly, the list goes on and on and on and on and on. And uh, you want to check all of them out and uh, follow them on Twitter. Definitely follow them on Twitter, and uh, you won't you will not be disappointed. Um, Julie Anderman, real quick. Uh, of course, he retired. If you missed it, or you run under a rock, he retired. Uh, I was asked, do I think he's a um, Hall of Famer? I think that that's the biggest question so far. Is he is he a Hall of Famer? And uh, my personal opinion, I say no. Um, just for the simple fact that uh, you put him in a. Uh, I think he's a system wide receiver. First of all. Um, again, just like people say, well, Tom Brady's assistant quarterback. Well, not necessarily. He won a Super Bowl with Tampa Bay. And um, he's not an assistant quarterback. He's a winner. Um, but you look at it uh, without Brady. And I know he retired on injuries. But um, he's not a Hall of Famer. Heck of a receiver. I'm not taking away what he did with New England and in the Super Bowls. Of course, I believe he's the 2018 Super Bowl MVP. Um, but uh, he's average at best if you take away Brady and you put in a in a uh, average quarterback. Let's say you put in a Carson Wentz. You put in a um, oh I don't know. Don't know if it's a fair adjustment, but <sighs> what Matt Stafford? You know, I wasn't a huge fan of Matt Stafford. Um, maybe who would be a fair adjustment? I would. I still say Carson Wentz. Um, but anyway, you put in an average quarterback that's going to give you average results. Maybe like a Matthew Stafford that had like a Calvin Johnson that did some things, but even though Campbell Johnson, I still don't think was a Hall of Famer, but my personal opinion, at least not a first ballot. Um, but um, nonetheless, um, congrats to Edelman, wishing the best in his retirement. Um, moving forward, it's going to be interesting what he does in the uh, months and days ahead. But um, like I said, uh, a lot going on. Caleb Farley, another corner, uh, was mentioned. Of course, he's coming out uh, with some injuries, I believe, on his back. But he's been medically cleared from his doctors. Um, so here we go. But uh, Oklahoma Sooners, switching gears uh, here briefly. The Oklahoma Sooners uh, hired, if you missed last week's show, uh, David and I came on, and we talked um, we talked quite a bit, mainly about senior football. Uh, senior football, which we'll talk here briefly. Uh, basketball is hiring. The women, at that time, we talked about the women. They did hire their new head coach. I'm um, trying to... Pull it up here real quick. Um, Jenny, uh, I'm probably going to butcher her last name, but uh, Baronzik, Baronzik, potentially. Um, coming in, regardless, coming in from Drake, another mid-major conference, taking over excuse me, taking over a um, program that was under uh, Sherry Cole's uh, leadership for 25 years and is now the new head coach. And we look at uh, Jenny's numbers real quick. Uh, three straight NCAA tournament appearances from 2017 to 2019. Six straight 21 seasons, uh, 2014 to 2020. Five conference championships. Three regular season, two tournament championships, and a two-time uh, conference coach of the year. She had a record of 192 and 96 at Drake. Uh, 
Uh, so I'm looking forward to that. Again, nothing major news. Um, but there you have. So if you were listening to last week's, or if you haven't listened to last week's, flip back to last week's episode. Um, listen to it. Of course, we put our input on um, on Coach Porter uh, Mosier, the head coach of the men's basketball team. And um, we put on, you know, at the time, we we had no head coach in the women's. And now, uh, now we do. Now we do. So um, definitely check that out. But in the meantime, Oklahoma City Thunder, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. Where do I begin? Of course, the tanking, everybody says the tanking, tanking, tanking. They didn't think the players wanted to tank. Traded some more players away. Uh, released some. Darius Miller, I believe, was the last acquisition that got released. Shea Gildas Alexander's out for the rest of the year. Al Horford's out for the rest of the year. You know, Trevor Reason never even played a, a, a minute on the court. Got traded to Miami. Uh, oh, Lord, have mercy. The team practically disbanded. Went out. Um, went out and just literally, literally. Um, since so what has happened since well let's put it this way uh you look at the month of april and hasn't been a good one because they won the last day in the march they lose to phoenix 140 to 103 they lose to portland 133 to 85 they lose to the detroit 132 108 they lose to Charlotte 113 102. They lose to Cleveland 129 102. 76ers 117 93. Utah 106 96 uh, last night. So you're looking at Golden State uh, during this recording, which stays on a Wednesday. You're looking at Golden State, and both teams really struggling. Of course, Oklahoma City is just at this point trying to finish out the year. Golden State, I don't know if they're in the playoff mix or not. They're trying to get going. Um, my thoughts on Oklahoma City, I look at the rest of the schedule. I'm not going to read it, but truthfully, they can. They may easily may not win another game. Uh, I don't know how far back they are. And, of course, I understand how the NBA is. They don't go off of the worst record like the NFL does. It's strictly off a of lottery, which I think is stupid, but whatever. Um, regardless, you know, though, I don't think they'll end up with the number one overall uh, pick. They can easily get up there. Uh, I understand Kate Cunningham, of course, is the hottest commodity I think everybody really wants. I know Minnesota uh, is leading that one, but, uh, you know, Thunder fans or basketball fans in general, you know, Dan and I talk about this quite a bit on the Time to BS podcast. You know, even be prior to the Oklahoma City Thunder coming to uh, Oklahoma, well, the Seattle Supersonics coming to the Oklahoma City um, back in 08, you know, I wasn't a huge NBA fan. Mainly rooted for the Knicks because my dad liked the Knicks. I wasn't a huge Knicks fan. I'm like, oh, cool, they won. Larry Johnson, Latrell Spreeril, Charlie Ward, Patrick Ewing, um, Alan Houston, if I haven't mentioned him. Charles Oakley, the list goes on and on. Cool. I didn't care about the NBA. Now we all, all the NBA is now is, is a bunch of ring chasers. LeBron, and, and if you don't even go with LeBron, if you want to go um, Paul Pierce, Ray Allen, Kevin Garnett, Boston, is in my opinion what really started it. You then have Clay, uh, Miami, Bosch, Wade, LeBron. L.A. has what? LeBron, Anthony Davis. Uh, I'm sure I'm missing someone. But, you know, and I get this podcast probably isn't the most well thought of no it, no it really wasn't uh but um there's too much going but 
you know, again, Oklahoma City, and, and what irritates me is when we walk into, when we talk into the season, you know, well, the team had nobody. Well, we weren't going to be competitive to begin with. We weren't. You lose Adams, Paul, Galinari, um, a few other ones. I know. I think Jeremy Grant was last year, but eventually Jeremy Grant. But Oklahoma City is not in a win-now position. They're not. They're strictly a young team trying to find their identity, trying to get that right foundation to build off of. New head coach, Billy Donovan, goes to Chicago. Um, of course, fans are limited. Loud City, and if you haven't been to Oklahoma City, definitely I would check out Chesapeake Energy Arena. That place is loud. Doesn't matter if it's a regular season game or a playoff game. I've been to both. And it's loud. Not saying we would have won more games if we had fans. I'm not. This team is young. This team is going to be there, going to be good eventually. Now, what is their key to bring in big time stars? I really don't know. I don't. You can be, you can go off of Shea Gillis Alexander, and that's really about it. I mean, let's just be honest. So, regardless of what the pick for the Thunder is. I think it's going to be a great pick, whether it's Mitchell from Baylor. I don't know if Suggs from Gonzaga is going to be down there. Cunningham will be a long shot if we get that first pick. But I I know a few Thunder fans that listen to the show. And they want to come on the show and they want to argue of why we suck so bad and this, that, and something else. And why are we tanking now? Why we should have been tanking the beginning of the whole entire year. I truthfully love what the Thunder did because the players don't want to tank. They want to win. You can't blame them. They want to win. So, season ends. Pretty soon for the Oklahoma City Thunder. And, um, you know, hey, it's going to be okay, Thunder fans. <laughs> Trust me, I lived in New Jersey Devil uh, years now. And, you know, we haven't had a winning season since 2012. Uh, we haven't been to the, uh, uh, we've been to playoffs, I think, once since, but. Or a few times since, but um, hey, if you can survive that, you can survive anything. Uh, lastly, um, lastly, uh, it's nothing that has to do do with sports. Um, it's more about life, and like I said, you know, I apologize. My mail, sort of apologize. You know, life gets busy and all this, but, you know, um, two weeks ago, I found out or I got a call that a um, my former night supervisor that I used to work with passed away. Um, definitely sudden. As far as I know, it was sudden. Um, I, I don't think it was anything that anybody foreseed in the near future. You know, um, all I know is he just he continued to complain. He just wasn't feeling well, and so on and so forth. I don't know what parts of he wasn't feeling well, and that's perfectly fine. But um, you know, you look. I got the call. It was shocking at first. Definitely shocking. One, didn't expect it. Two, 
you know, you just don't expect things. Because he, I met up with him at another former employee at another employee's funeral back in uh, I want to say August, July, or August of last year. And then again, a few other times from here to there. Um, so I attended his funeral, which took place on Tuesday. And um, well put together uh, from the standpoint of the protocol, from the funeral service in itself, saw some former employees, so on and so forth. And I knew yesterday was going to suck. And here's why I want to finish with this podcast. As I mentioned earlier, when, we, when I mentioned about when I mentioned about um, COVID and how it affected you know everyone's life, there's not a single person can sit there and say, "Well, it didn't affect mine." Well, no, it affected everybody's because regardless of what country you were in, you are on some point of a lockdown. You are on some point of a whatever the case may be. We all have to wear masks. There's no in buts about it. And this is where it gets to real reality. As a pastor of the church said yesterday in the service, you look, you you don't think throughout life that, oh, I might die. Because in reality, we're going to one way or another, eventually down the road. We're going to die. That's our end-all, be-all. But he put in, which was interesting, he put in, the sermon was really good. And it was, strictly was this. It talked about legacy. Talked about being who you are, talking about just leaving a legacy for his predecessor, your family, if you will. And um, I'm working on my changes. It's easier said than done. But my my personal life thing, and I'm going to leave at this as I wind down the show, is this. Continue to live your life, but continue to live your life on purpose. Check on your family. If you haven't talked to your family in years, trust me. I have a family member that I haven't talked to my brother in forever. I don't know what's going on in his life. Check on your family. Live your life out. And continue to be the person That you're meant to be. And I'm not chuckling. I'm actually during this recording, I'm actually hearing this, these two kids out here. I guess they must have, I don't know what went on. But anyway. But joke jokes aside, um just be you. Never let a moment get by you that you wish you did this or did that and said this and said that. And just tell your family you love them. Hold your loved ones, your spouse, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, whatever the case may be, your kids. If you don't have kids, your animals. Animals are just like kids. If you don't have animals, text someone. Text your parents. But 
Just live life to the fullest and live it with purpose. And when it's your time to leave this earth, make sure that you're satisfied because your legacy at the end is what's gonna matter. What kind of legacy are you gonna leave? As it said in the service yesterday, are you gonna leave a legacy that's gonna die because no one had anything to say about you? Yeah, they can say things at the funeral, but after the funeral, years, two, a year, two, three, four, five, 15 years from the funeral, 20 years, 30 years, eventually your legacy wants to grow, wants to do this, or is it gonna die two, three weeks after? Regardless, I know my wrongdoings. I know my stuff I'm going through right now is, is tough, but everybody else has it tough as well. As I used to say on the podcast or on Periscope, Take care of each other, love one another, love each other, and I'll see you on the other side. And Daryl, thank you for your service. Thank you for um, your thoughts, <laughs> your 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 guidance. And just thank you for being you. And um, lastly, Daryl, it's been fun. I appreciate it. Uh, I'm blessed to be known, working with you for four years, knowing you for six. And uh, trust me, your legacy won't be forgotten. And uh, buddy, I'll see you on the other side soon. Rest easy, my friend. Rest in paradise. I'll see you soon. You've been listening to the Area Tech Podcast on the Unhinged Sports Network.